Welcome to Keep the Republic with Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee, Conservatives of. And now, here's Daniel. Well, hello and welcome to Keep the Republic. Dr. Daniel Bobinski here talking with you about news from a Judeo-Christian perspective, which is my custom. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am the editor of True Idaho News, and I should just start off by saying if you'd like a free subscription, all you got to do is go to trueidahonews.com. Click on the subscribe link and put in your age, your email address. We don't even ask for your name, just your email address. And it's absolutely free. And we're not going to bombard you with a whole bunch of emails. You're going to get one email a week that just has links to the stories that we put out that week. That way you can stay attuned to what's going on with True Idaho News. Just go to trueidahonews.com. We're also sponsored by Conservatives Of. That is a, a committee that goes out to find conservative candidates. It's a, it's a super PAC, and they also are the sponsor of this show. If you'd like to support this show or support conservative candidates, you can do that by going to conservativesof.com clicking the Donate tab, and if you want to donate to this show, just type in that you're earmarking that for the radio show. And for that, I thank you very much. And I want to just say thank you for joining in to this show, because we try to talk about news, like I said, from a Judeo-Christian perspective. And the reason I say that is that I am a Judeo-Christian man. I am a, a Christian man. I am a person who likes, loves the Constitution and wants to see our country governed in accordance with the Constitution. I think when we raise our hand to swear an oath to elected office, that part of that statement is there, right? We have to support and protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And yet we have so many people working in our legislatures and our, our executive branches that don't do that. They operate in accordance with what I would call a statist mentality, where they're spending a lot of money that is not in accordance with constitutional principles. Um, and so with that, I wanted to introduce our guest today because I believe she is somebody who is adhering to constitutional principles, and I'm so glad to have her in studio. Jason Gallagher, uh, thank you so much for joining me at Keep the Republic. Thank you for having me. Well, you are uh, kind of a cool, um, uh, how we say this, uh, unique in situation where you moved here a couple of years ago. You saw that things were not happening the way that you thought you were going to find when you moved to a, quote, conservative state, and you got involved. Tell us a little bit about where you lived before and why you decided to move here. So I was born and raised in Oregon. Uh, most recently, we lived in Salem near the capital, actually Kaiser, um, and I just did not like, I have been involved in politics since about 2008 and joined the Tea Party and uh, the Glenn Beck 912 project and got involved, um, was working full time. So I wasn't able to involve myself as much as I would have liked, but uh, walking for candidates and um, phone calling for candidates during election season and did what I could at the time, to try to keep Oregon on a good path. Mm -hmm. And time went on. It just kept getting more blue, more blue, more liberal, more, I would say, crazy. 
Um, most recently, I think this happened after we left, but most recently they passed uh, legalized heroin. Wow. Um, that's nuts to me. Um, my husband is retired 22 year Navy veteran. And when we got married, he said, I will never move again because he moved. That was part of being in the military is mm-hmm. moving a lot. Uh, said he would never move again. Well, we finally had enough and um, we started looking. It took us about a year and started looking in Idaho. I had a specific area, banana belt, where I wanted certain weather, but Oregon just, it just got too out of control, too crazy. Um, like California and Washington, it's like the trifecta on the West Coast of liberalism. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you, you saw what was happening in those three states. Um, I, I call them provinces, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are provinces of a, a certain mindset. But they, so you saw Idaho as a conservative state, and you decided to move here. Yes, I I thought I was moving to a really bright red, deep red conservative state. And what did you find? Well. Um, I found what uh, what I kind of heard on the campaign trail. Uh, I think a good way to describe it is that we have a conservative state with blue leadership. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, I, I remember first meeting you at the Capitol when you were uh, going to the Capitol Clarity Sessions on Thursdays, and that was last year. Uh, that's when I ran into you. And I remember going around uh, seeing people who were attending that uh, particular event. I, w- I made every Capital Clarity last year and was uh, seeing people who were showing up there. And for those that don't know, Capital Clarity is was a uh, program put on by Janice McGeehan and Dorothy Moon, uh, Lieutenant Governor and Representative Moon, to educate Idahoans, let them know what's going on in the State House, Because a lot of that stuff, you know, people don't know about. So that every Thursday for an hour, they would bring in different legislators to speak on various issues. They would tell the people, this is what's going on at the State House. You as citizens need to know. And I was at every one of those. And I started seeing you at those on a regular basis. And I remember approaching you and you know encouraging you to get involved. And you did, lo and behold. <laughs> <laughs> but you were already involved. So you, like I said, you were, you were active in politics in your previous state. But then uh, I remember seeing a little news blip because uh, you live out in uh, District 9 along the Oregon border. And I remember seeing a news blip that you were running for state representative. Tell us about why you decided to do that. So going to the Capitol and sitting in the gallery, watching uh, the House and mostly the House, uh, then the Senate, but sitting there and watching watching the votes and there's the uh, the roll call vote up on the big screen. So you can see how everyone is voting on the bills. And I continued to see, so we have two representatives, one who is way more conservative and one who was not so conservative and their votes so many times would just cancel each other out. So the more conservative uh, representative would vote one way and then the other one would vote the opposite way. And I just did not like what I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, I feel like I have, I live in a conservative district and was not getting 
represented in a conservative way. Right. So, and, uh, so you decided to run. So I decided to run. Big decision. It was a big decision. Yeah. But I had, I had several confirmations. Um, I'm not going to say that God told me to do this, but I had several God incidences mm -hmm. uh, that led me to believe that this was what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And you ran a heavy race. It was heavily contested and you were out there and you were doing all the right things. I, I was kind of watching from afar. I was doing things because I live in Ada County. So I was helping out and helping, you know, rally the troops around candidates here in Ada County. But I was watching from afar your situation there in District 9 along the border. And you were doing all the right things. So hats off to you for that, by the way. But you, you ran a campaign. And uh, you want to tell our listeners what the results were? I won. Yay. <laughs> against, Amazing. The sitting, against the sitting House member. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think people, uh, what my message was, I think it resonated with people. And there are so many people, and amazing, so many people from California, Oregon, and Washington. And those people, you knock on their door, and they don't know who, the, they were so thankful to have someone come to their door and explain to them what's happening here, just as I wish I would have known when I first moved here. Um but they were so thankful and so ready, like sponges, to um, have some help with who the conservative people were to vote for, who the people are that are going to try to keep Idaho red instead of taking us down this path like California, Oregon, and Washington. Mm -hmm. Well, as we saw in this campaign, um, many people who are incumbents who tend to vote more toward the left side of the aisle— uh, ran under the flag of conservative. Their, their campaign literature said conservative, vote conservatives, this and so, this person, vote conservative, that person. And if you looked at their voting record, they were nowhere near conservative. Uh, so let me put you on the spot and ask you to define what does it mean to be a conservative? I believe it is to maintain and conserve our founding fathers' principles and values, um, all of our founding documents were based on Judeo-Christian values, and I believe we need to hang on to those, preserve those, and conserve those. That's conservatism. Um, we need to, obviously, the way this world is going, and uh, we need to bring God back into things. And I know there's, you know, God, God can't be in everything and, and speaking about everything, but we need to have those values and we need to have that in our souls and not um, government as our overlord. I have one Lord, one God, and that's who I will follow. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, um, I have to say you'd be very welcome in my house <laughs> because your definition of conservatism matches mine uh, very, very well. The, the thing that always bothers me is how much people are fooled and believe what's told them, even though what's told them is lies. For example, even the, the phrase, a separation of church and state, which 
people believe for some reason is in the Constitution. And all you have to do is pick up and read the Constitution and you'll find the phrase is not there. But that phrase was uh, in a letter, a private letter from Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptist Association. They were afraid of a religious test being applied because uh, they were the Baptists, right? And they'd heard that the Congregationalists were going to get a get a leg up and, and you couldn't hold office unless you were a Congregationalist. And they were like, wait, 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 we, we don't want that. Um, and so they wrote Jefferson saying, what's up with this? And Jefferson said, there's a wall of separation between church and state. And he meant that the uh, state is not to be involving itself in the church, but the church is definitely supposed to be involved in the state. So there would be no uh, state saying you have to do this or do that to be in office. But, you know, what's interesting is there when you say the word religious test, um, people, and I may be preaching to the choir here, so sorry, but I just have to get it <laughs> off my chest. But if you say religious test, uh, the word religion meant Christian denomination. That was the synonym. If I were to walk up to you and say, hey, Jason, what religion are you? The meaning would be interpreted by you at the time was what Christian denomination are you? And so I'm of the Protestant religion, or I am a um, Baptist religion, or I'm a Congregationalist, or I'm a, well, I'm a Presbyterian, or whatever. And, and that would be the meaning of a Christian test. There was no, to be no Christian test, but yet you look at the constitutions of these various states, and they said, you have to believe in God to hold public office. And most folks don't know that, that that was part of the state's constitutions when this country was founded. So like, like I said, you would be very, very welcome in my house talking about politics when, when you have that kind of definition. Um, so what made you decide to run was you saw injustices, you thought conservative values in your community were not being represented well. You have no opponent coming into, into November now. Correct. So you are basically elected for all intents and purposes. You're going to be holding office. Yes. And uh, let me just ask you, uh, you've got a lot of time between now and then. you got, what, six, seven months to go. That's a fair amount of time. What do you plan to do since you're, I don't, I don't want to call you an activist, but you're active, right? You were involved in the Tea Party. You saw that the need this is a, to restore governmental uh, operations to constitutional principles. Um, what do you plan on doing to prepare yourself for the upcoming session? I just started reading, and I've ordered several books, but I just started reading uh, The Making of America, I believe. And it's all kind of the basis of the Constitution and the founding fathers and documents. And so I'm reading that. I want to really be well-versed in the Idaho Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, um, I ran on that. I ran on, that's what I'm going to do. That's one of my uh, filters that I want to run everything through, um, bills that come up. So I really need to study, study, and more study. Uh, I also want to get more involved in my community, um, only being here a couple of years. Um, I didn't know that I was going to be doing this, uh, running for office, so I really uh, want to engage more with my community and um, be a little more active with the district in doing things and going to events and, and just meeting people, meeting the people. Excellent. So, so being the kind of representative that you should be, because people think we elect rulers. We don't. We elect representatives. 
And uh, you take that word and break it down. It's to represent the views of the people in your district. And that's which is why you ran for office, as you saw your representative not doing that. He wasn't representing the views of his district. Right. So um, you have uh, also a big fan club, I think, in the uh, conservatives of people. They were very much behind you in voting. Um, what other organizations do you plan on, on plugging into? Wow. Um, Freedom Foundation. One. Well, that's an interesting phrase because let's talk about the Freedom Foundation. I've had Wayne Hoffman on the show. He's the president of the Freedom Foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what they do um, so that our, in case our listeners don't know. The Freedom Foundation does, does multiple things. But one of the things they do is they rate bills that are being presented at the state house. And they have a very open system for doing that. Nothing's hidden, nothing's shady, nothing's suspect, nothing suspect. You can go to their website and they list the 12 questions that they ask of each bill. Very clear. Does it increase the size of government? Does it increase spending? Those so they look at all these different facets of a bill. And um, then they give it a grade based on what they see what the bill is going to do. And they present that data to the legislators and to the public, the public can see what's out there. There's a lot of people in government right now, people who might be our governor, uh, who might be our lieutenant, up, upcoming lieutenant governor, who just got elected, governor, lieutenant governor elect, uh, providing he wins in the in fall and he probably will, um, who look at the Idaho Freedom Foundation as an extremist organization. What are you? What is your response to that? If people really went to the Freedom Foundation and read those, uh, the um, the list of criteria for their ratings, if people actually went there instead of just listening to the left um, explain what the Freedom Foundation is and believing that, if they actually went and took the time and read those things, they would see how much of those criteria match up with the Republican Party platform. And if that makes someone extreme, well, then I will wear that hat because there is nothing extreme about it. And and it's like the Republican platform. There were, uh, mine included, the former representative that I replaced or will replace, um, did not sign on to the Republican platform integrity affiliation. Why Why is that? If you're a Republican, why would you not sign on to the integrity affiliation that you are going to uphold the Republican Party platform. What I just don't I don't understand that. And if if you're going to go after me and call me extreme, why will you not hold these people accountable that would not sign on to um, the affiliation? Um, if they put an R after their name, shouldn't should they not affiliate with the R's? That's right. That's right. So. Because the I feel like the Freedom Foundation aligns very closely with the Republican Party platform, I believe there's a lot of people that are just misinformed. Um, there are a lot of representatives that don't vote along with their criteria, and so they get a really bad score. And so they use uh, they use the word extreme, um, far right, uh, and they bring up these scary terms that are, are so ridiculous because this is the Republican Party platform that we're following. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's 
It makes no sense. No. Well, they've been labeled um, um, libertarian. I've heard that. And, and Wayne Hoffman will be the first one to say, I have never described the Freedom Foundation as libertarian. And I think you nailed it. If people will just go to the Freedom mm -hmm. Foundation website and read it for themselves, instead of believing what is told them on the nightly news on, and I'm just going to say it, uh, KTVB, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Mr. Holmes and his 208 group over there, um, his worldview, I mean, I, I'm very, very clear. I approach news from a Judeo-Christian perspective. And that's that's my bias, right? I am a Judeo-Christian man. That's how I look at the events surrounding us. Mr. Holmes comes at the news from a very different worldview. And it would we could say it's the opposite end of the political spectrum. And that's how he views things. So when he sees someone like the Freedom Foundation putting out information, he is going to see that as extreme because to him, that is extreme. To want to return to constitutional values, that's extreme to him because his values are going to be very different. And I'm not just talking about him. I'm singling him out. If he's got a problem, he can contact me. He has, actually. <laughs> we know, he was trying to pick a fight. But um, we have um, a standard, I think, called the Constitution that we need to adhere to. I have a little diagram that I use with people now that um, um, I say, well, here's, here's the, the, right, the divider between right and left, right? We could say those on the right would be Republicans and those on the left we could call Democrats. And there's a spectrum. There's people who are very left and we call them Marxists. And then there's the middle of the road Democrats who eh, depends on the situation. And then you have the Republicans who are middle of the road. And we, they're, they're, I would call far left Republicans because they lean on that spectrum. They're the far left of the spectrum. And on the far right of that spectrum is the Constitution, where we, this is what we do. As you said, we're upholding the principles that our founders had when they created this country. And if I'm with you 100%, if, if you will stand on those principles, that's what John Adams talked about when he said that our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people, wholly unsuitable to the government of any other. That's right. So, yeah, we have to, if we're going to say we're extreme, uh, if, if, if wanting the government to be run in accordance with the Constitution is extreme, then yeah, go ahead and throw that label. But I'll just say we're conservatives. Yeah. So, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we have been talking with Jason Gallagher, who is the, uh, uh, the representative elect for uh, District 9, and, uh, and she's going to be running unopposed in the election. There is nobody who registered to run against her in the November general election, which means ja uh, Jason is going to be the candidate who is going to be sitting in the state house come January. Um, we got a few minutes left. Uh, what are some of your concerns as you're going into the new session? You talk about what you're going to do to prepare for it, but what are some of the things you're concerned about? As far as like issues? As far as what you might face by the people on, shall we say, the left? Oh, uh, well, I am already mentally preparing myself for the verbal abuse that I'm going to take when I vote as a true conservative. Um, there are looking at some other conservatives that uh, vote the way that I think I will be voting and the attacks that they get. Um, 
I'm already mentally preparing myself for that. And I know that in two years, should I decide to do this again, it will be a very different race. Watching Judy Boyle's race, um, I believe that her opposition spent around $200,000 to defeat her. And I think that um, I may be looking at a far different race next go around. So just for the listeners' sake, Judy Boyle is a conservative also in District 9, the other seat for the House there. And her uh, competition this past primary, very much, I would say, a left-wing Republican. Uh, And as you said, hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent. And as Judy pointed out to me on the phone, that it's kind of odd to spend that much money for a position that pays $18,000 a year. It's almost insanity. Yeah. I mean, just to think about it, how... How desperate these people are to maintain their power and control. Mm-hmm. And Judy specifically told me that she was not going to campaign negatively. She right. did not do what her competition was doing to her. Right. Yeah. She was very ethical. And that's, I had so much value that in, uh, in uh, politicians who are who principled, right? People who are running for office who are principled, which by the way, is one of the problems that we've had in this state is we've had many people who got elected to office uh, because they lied mm-hmm. and they smeared people with, with twisted facts and twisted truths uh, that were not true at all. And how do you combat the lies when you have a willing media out there in radio and TV and newspapers that are basically serving as the um, the media arm for those various campaigns. That's really hard. So we've got about a minute left. What are your closing thoughts? I, I will say that I'm thankful that my opponent in this race did run a clean race, and I actually shook his hand and thanked him for for doing that, for not dragging my name through the mud and being mean and gross and nasty. Uh, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but I, I look forward to serving the people and being it. principled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more power to you. We'll be, we'll be praying for you because you're going to need it. Yes. Cause you are a strong Christian constitutional conservative. And I want to thank you so much for joining me here in studio. Uh, we have been talking with Jason Gallagher, new representative to be for uh, district nine here in the state. And you all have been tuned in to Keep the Republic. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski. I am the editor of True Idaho News, which you can find at trueidahonews.com. And you can subscribe there for free. Get that weekly email. We're also uh, supported by Conservatives Of. They are the sponsor of this show, and they pay for it to be on the air. If you like what you hear on this show and you want to keep getting informed about constitutionally conservative Christian things, you can go to conservativesof.com. Click that Donate button and uh, earmark the donation for the radio show. You can also listen to this show in uh, archives. If you want to share this show with somebody else, or if you want to go back and listen to previous shows that we've done here at Keep the Republic, go to 941thevoice.com and click on the archives tab. That's 941thevoice.com. Click on the archives tab and look for Keep the Republic. This is Daniel Bobinski. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic. If you'd like to support this broadcast and help fund Christian conservative candidates, visit conservativesof.com. Also, please pray for our republic 
and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.